Hey guys, I wanted to apologize in advance before I start the show. There were a few technical difficulties on my end with jazz, so there's a few skips at the very beginning of the show, but it gets resolved. Thank you for listening. I'm a perfectionist. To the point where if it's not going to get done right, it might as well not get done at all. And that makes no sense, especially when you have big dreams and ambitions like I do. My name is Yovana, and I started my podcast, Sugar Glass Podcast, in an attempt to break free of my perfectionism. Bi-weekly, I allow myself to make something where I'm unprepared, where I'm a little crass, and where it's just a little bad. (laughs) Just because I need to prove to myself that making something is better than making nothing at all. You can join me every other week on Wednesdays on your favorite streaming platform. Looking for a way to reduce your carbon footprint and make a positive impact on the environment? Look no further than Lightfoot Company. Our refillery and sustainable home goods store in Savannah, Georgia is dedicated to helping you reduce your use of plastic and single-use products. From reusable water bottles and bags to bulk eco-friendly cleaning products and personal care items, we have everything you need to live a more sustainable lifestyle. Plus, our friendly staff and knowledgeable staff is always available to help you make informed choices and find products that are right for you. So why wait? Visit Lightfoot Company today and start making a difference. This is Connor Oster and you're listening to the Free Pizza Podcast. You'll sing or not? You gonna sing or not? Sing or not? You comfortable right there? Yeah, good? I'm good. Okay. Just a little bit more. Alrighty. Okay. Mic test. You? Mic test. Mic test. Mic test. We're good to go. <laughs> Free Pizza, your platform for creatives. And today we have a very special guest, the one and only Jazz Howington here. What's up, Jazz? What's up? Happy to be here. I'm happy you're here. You know what I'm saying? I think, I'm trying to think, because obviously we met, we knew, you see me from Max posting me on Instagram, Mm -hmm. but we met Larissa's show formally. Yes. At Cedar House, which is where your show is going to be. Yeah, it's like full circle moment. I'm so excited. And you actually, I think you told me that that was going to happen at Cedar House when I saw you. You knew that was happening. Mm-hmm, I knew it was happening. Yeah, I yeah. I had planned this a long time ago. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And he asked me to shoot it, and I would have loved to, but I forgot that me and Mac are shooting a wedding. But it's okay. It's all good. I got Autumn. She's going to yes, shoot it. Autumn's, it's going to be great. I've heard that. I don't know that. I think I know she's who so that sweet. is. She's in the. She's got a studio at um, Cedar I've House. Because obviously Mac's studio in there. Maybe I've heard. Maybe Max mentioned. I know who that is. Yep. And that's Autumn's great. And I hope we get there after the wedding. Yeah. Um. But yo, you are a lot of things. <laughs> I am. I so am. yeah, you're illustrating, you're painting, mm-hmm. you're designing. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk about all that. I'm so excited. But before we get there, mm-hmm. we're gonna pick one of these questions you chose. Oh, okay. Um, a little icebreaker question. So choose uh, whichever one you want. All right. And read it. Oh, what do you find beautiful? Well, that's a Ooh, loaded question for loaded. an artist. Okay. You think it's time? Think about it. I'm trying to think. I don't want to be too cliche because when it came to my mind, I was like, 
Well, does it have to be aesthetics or <laughs> answer the word? Let's do anything. All right. So for me, beautiful, I think of like feelings. Ooh. Like how you feel in like a beautiful place or like that, like, or what, where you are that makes you feel beautiful. So like I love creating in a coffee shop. I don't know why. But when I'm at home by myself, I will get distracted with literally everything else. Yeah, yeah. But like there's just something really just the atmosphere of a coffee shop. It's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I can, things become clear and I can just zone in and work. Yes. And also like familiar places. Okay. Like I was, I'm a military kid and I, yeah, so I don't have like a home home. But whenever okay. I get to a place and I kind of start to know every, you know, turn and corner, like there's just such a beauty in that. I like, like that. Like being able to just know something and have it be familiar and that comfort. And like, it's like, I don't know. I've always found the idea of home beautiful, but I've never really had like a permanent, had a permanent home, but I am trying to make Savannah that permanent you're home. Trying, you're trying to plant roots. Mm-hmm. Good place. Yeah. I, I like it so. a lot. Yeah. I like the answer. Thanks. You know what? There's, I was actually going back to Larissa everything goes back to Larissa <laughs> if you listen to Larissa we love you we love you <laughs> um I did a bridge run Saturday and she had never been to origin oh and snap that that's my line. place yes that's that's my we spot. Go a lot. yeah <laughs> yeah every morning so, they know me <laughs> shout out to origin shout out to Savannah shout out. um we finished the racing we're gonna go to we usually go to I forgot where we were gonna go at first but I was like let's go to origin she was like never been there before I was mm-hmm. like perfect we can walk there because the uh, finish line was near there. Took yep. it there, and she was like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is beautiful. I was like, yo, aesthetics. Right. Yeah. And you got that Julie mural in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. See? Too lit. Origin's amazing. Yeah, it's a whole vibe. So I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Before, because I was, when it, you said that question, I was like, oh, life. But I'm not, I know <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. But just to something specific like you did. I... So I like clubs. I like dancing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think dan- I think clubs are a place where people just let loose. Yeah. You know, I and I love going to clubs or any kind of dance environment and seeing people just either with their loved one or friends mm-hmm. or whatever, just really just letting loose and dancing and laughing and joy. And there's never yeah. any like, there's never any like pain or suffering or sadness usually yeah. in clubs. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Unless you're just drunk after. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like 3 a.m. <laughs> but usually I just love observing people in like dance and club environments mm-hmm. to me i just kind of sit back with my you know, seltzer lime and just sit in this you know read the room and it's just always is it's wonderful it's a good time you know what i'm saying so that's that's what i'm going to go to as far as something that's beautiful that i just love being here because downtown is obviously chaotic on weekends <laughs> yes you know and i usually when i first moved here i went down there every single oh, weekend oh you yeah okay. yeah and i moved mm-hmm. during st pat's oh wow and i remember maggie mckenzie or sky mckenzie was just like we're not Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, Mm-mm, you can't get us there. You have fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it mm-hmm. was it was an amazing experience. I loved it so much. So Yeah, it's yeah. really cool to to be able to sit and watch, sit back and see those things unfold. Absolutely, you know? So yeah, mm-hmm. this one thing is beautiful. So we we'll do another question at the very end. Okay. But let's get to you. So obviously you said you are army or army kid, or military kid. Military, Air Force. Air Force. Space Force to be okay. specific. Yes. No, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. I just oh, think it's really funny. Space yeah. Force. <laughs> Space Force. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm gonna ask where you're from, but I guess 
Yeah, well, I was born in Alaska. Born, you were born in Alaska. I was born in Alaska. That's Yo, where my that's parents crazy. met. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we moved to Colorado, and then California, and then okay. Montana, and then Florida, and then I came to Georgia to go to SCAD, okay. and then um, my dad got stationed at the Pentagon, so we moved to the D.C. area, okay. and that's where I stayed, and I met my wife, and, yes. and then we moved back here during the pandemic. That's insane. Mm-hmm. See, you were, so you, you came to school first, then D.C. Yes. And then came and then back came here. Back. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So... When did the art, I guess, start with you? When did creative start with you? When did it start with you when you were younger? Oh, yeah. I was I was three years old, and I told my mom I was going to be an artist and travel the world. No way. Yep. Three she was years like, what old. are you going to be when you grow up? And I was like, I'm going to be an artist, and I'm going to go to China. No. I was obsessed because Big Bird went to China, so I had to. Shout out to Sesame Street. Shout out. Dude. Dude. Mm-hmm. Man, I feel old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just dated myself. It's fine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, that's awesome. So three years old. So yeah. what mediums were you wanting to 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 work in? I mean, were, I mean, were you like painting like watercolors and like messing like that or what? Um, you know, when I was a kid, I just really liked drawing. Yes. You know, and I was actually really simple about it. Like mm-hmm. I really liked mechanical pencils because little old me yes. did not have time to sharpen my pencil for anything. Heck no. And I just used computer paper, like printer paper. I would steal my mom's printer paper. Um, and you know, for Christmas, she'd be like, what do you want? I'd be like, printer paper. And she's like, you, you can't just have printer paper for Christmas. And I was like, but that's what I want. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Give me some, give me a big box. Just mm-hmm. bring it to me. Yeah. And, um, I was also really lucky. Like my dad, um, super nerd was into comics. Badass. Like especially Marvel. And so he would draw, yeah. you know, he would take me to the comic book store and I was like his little mini me. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm grabbing stuff and I'm trying to draw things and, um, he would also take me to Barnes and Noble a lot, and I would just sit myself in the in the art section and pull a how to draw book. And every yes. so often, he would he would give me those book he would get me those books, and so I kind of just obsessed over it. And it was the one obsession that stayed. You know, when you're a kid, you like go through all these phases yes. of things that you like to do. And yeah. I was like really into soccer and same. Um, yeah. I was in math club in high school, but what like a nerd. art, I know. But like art was always the thing that really stuck and that was yeah. consistent through all the moves, all the friends, all the oh, years. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was an only child, so I was alone a lot. So it was also how um, I like filled my time, you know. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. really interesting. So, were you mostly doing like the Marvel type as characters, or were you doing? No, I was a very fantasy driven kid. So, awesome. like, I was doing like mermaids and dragons and fairies, and I also really liked fashion. The Free Piece of Podcast is sponsored by Zipster, specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit zipster.com and see what they can do for you. And we're back. Okay. Yeah. So shout out to my parents. They were very supportive uh, when high school me said that she wanted to go to art school. Um, And all of their friends and my family were kind of looking at them sideways. Like they all do. Yeah. Like (laughs) how is she going to make money? You're going to let her be a starving artist. And um, I think that really terrified them. Your parents or your... My parents. Yeah. They they were supportive, but they were also like... Because my mom has a background in psychology and my dad was in the Air Force. So they had like like, very different types of careers, you know, like career careers in their brains. And, you know, back in 2007, 
uh, the, like yeah. art school wasn't as accepted, I think, or creative careers weren't as accepted. Influencers really didn't exist. And like, it was, there was a whole different, it was a whole different time. Yeah, for sure. Did you graduate in 07? No, I, well, high school. High I came school. To college That's what I mean. You graduated in high, oh, you came to college in 07. Yeah. Oh, you're older than me. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think, because you said before influencers, I was like, she means before yeah. Instagram or like that, because I remember I uh-huh. was here before, because I came to college when it was kind of Instagram was becoming a thing. So mm-hmm. yes, anyways, back to you. Yes. Yeah, Instagram did not exist. Oh my God, that's even scarier. Yeah, absolutely. Why? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I came to college, but I really thought I was going to do fashion. Yeah. I had like, you know, Project really? Runway had hit the scene and I was like, <laughs> I can do that. Uh, I like drawing clothes, you know, and, um, <laughs> but I had no idea how to sew. Okay. And also, you know, I, I didn't have a great experience with the fashion department uh, when I did speak to people and uh, as a plus size person yeah okay but as a plus size person i'm not surprised um unfortunately yes yeah yeah yeah. and so i ended up um sitting in one of my favorite drawing professors like office during office hours Mm -hmm. and he was like remind me like what your major is and i was like fashion and he was like you're too nice what else and i was like what yeah he dismissed my major like in an instant you're too nice he was like you're too nice what else Okay. And I was like, illustration? I was considering that because I just really like drawing. Like, I don't know what I want to do with my life, but I know I want to draw. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, do it. That's the one. That's the move. And I changed my major. And this is a professor here. Yeah. Hey, you need to. Warren Scott Thorpe. Wow. Shout out. Shout out to you. Changed my life. Well, I feel like in the back of your mind, you probably knew that you kind of wanted to do that more, anyways. I think I knew that I, I think I knew that I wasn't cut out for fashion. I think I really wanted, I liked the idea of fashion. I didn't like the actual execution of fashion and like dealing with all that. There's so much. I mean, and I think you could do it and be fine with it, but you know, I'm sure your heart was just. My heart wasn't there. My heart wasn't there. I wasn't ready for that trauma. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) bro. I know people work in fashion. I'm just like, look. Yeah. I did too, and I was very comfortable in my major once I settled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, question. So, how did you even know about SCAD? Were you already in Georgia? Oh, so I, you know, we, I was in high school in uh, Northwest Florida. Okay. And I had a couple different options within Florida. I really wanted to, I was obsessed with New York City. I wanted to go to all of the art schools in New York City. And I got accepted to a couple and like, um, but my mom forced me to come tour SCAD because it was closer. Okay. And we had like learned about it and I was like, yeah, whatever. But I want to go to New York City. And then we came here um, and did this little like summer program thing where you get to stay in the dorms for a weekend or something. Oh, nice. people. I don't remember what it was called, but uh, I ended up really liking it here. And I was like, this is actually really cool. So you just love the this area. This is a whole vibe. Yeah. Oh, cool. And then I was like, and I got a bigger scholarship here. Ooh, so I was nice. like, I'm going to go there. Um, yeah. So that's kind of. That's the story. That's Shout the story. out to moms. You know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like. Obviously, I think a lot of kids who do come here probably have dreams of going to whatever. It's just, I feel like there's less distractions here as far as, like, the city's involved. And, mm-hmm. like, it's a nice, quaint area. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It. I think I fell in love with um, the architecture, too. Ooh, you know, yeah. growing up on military bases, every building, every place is a functional thing and mm-hmm. not, a, not a beautiful thing. Yeah. Going back to that icebreaker. Wow. <laughs> um, and yes. so, like, I came here and just kind of fell in love with the, you know, it, oh, this is this was made to be beautiful, not to function. It wasn't like a, you know, a rectangle made out of brick. Yes. You know? Um, 
And so I found it really inspiring and it was a little less intimidating than New York City because even though I was really excited about New York City, mm. like I was a, you know, military bases are kind of like small towns. They operate that way. And yeah. so like I was not ready. <laughs> I had been there one time and as, six, as a 16 year old on this like future leadership summit for the arts thing. And I stayed at Columbia University. It was really cool. Oh, that's cool. It was, it was awesome. Like 16 year old me had the time of her life. Yeah. But I now knowing what I know about New York and how people struggle there, I think it would have been really hard. Dude, I mean, it's just I feel like it's a nightmare sometimes. Yeah. Some of my friends are like, dude, how many jobs get to work? It, yeah. How many roommates? How much mm-hmm. you rent? How much still? Right, Ooh, right. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I worked in college to like help support myself here, but you know, I worked at the like laser tag skating <laughs> rink arcade called Star Castle that's like medieval themed. Is that a thing still? Oh yeah, it's on Mall Boulevard. There's mini or something golf? like that. Mini golf? No, no, no. It's an arcade laser tag and a skating rink <sighs> called Star Castle. That's medieval themed. That sounds cool. It's really it was really fun back then. I've not been back. Okay. We gotta change that. Yeah, probably should. <laughs> so as far as getting into SCAD, is there any sort of like um you gotta show any projects you've done? Or is there any kind of like process you get to do to get in or you just applying it oh yeah you have to go through i mean i i think art as an industry is so much more unfair because like other people just usually have to like pass a test and write an essay Mm -hmm. you have to pass you know you have to do the sat or the act and get a certain score and then you still have to you know write your um essay and then you had to submit a portfolio and back then get this also dating myself they had not switched over to just doing digital portfolios. You had to get slides of your art made and send in the slides because that's how they reviewed portfolios back then. So what do you mean by slides? Yeah, like you, like, you like know a, those little films that you stick in a machine and they project get, the image onto the screen? Yeah. Are you serious? I had to get little slides made so of my artwork the so they could put it into the thing and, and yeah. And look at it. In 2007. That's crazy. They had not switched over to digital portfolios yet. That's and annoying. so n- n- back then you could go to like Walgreens or CVS in the photo department and order slides. And that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I had Dude. a really great art teacher who had like kind of taught me enough where I felt comfortable doing that. I was really lucky. That's actually insane. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about, golly, it's, it's crazy how technology has just come full circle now. Yeah. Because now that's not even thought of. No, not at all. Dude, shout out to you. You went. You took I, the wrong. It was a hard road to get to this. Guy. All the people listening to this now who are, young, who are you know younger, it's like you, yeah, you understand youngins. how great you have it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously you got in, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure your parents were stoked, nervous still, I'm sure, but yeah, you were yeah, here. Um, so talk about the highlights of of you getting to the illustration program and when design came in and you know just all that stuff. I think the highlights of illustration. Was that tech, the, the technical program of SCAD is very good. And mm. what I mean by that is like they put you through the ringer with all of your art classes. I was mm. just talking about my figure pro- drawing professor, Mahir Yakub, and people know that he's tough yes. when you say his name. But uh, <laughs> wow. like he, he's got a reputation. Oh, really? Yeah. One of my one of the other artists in the studio models there, and he knew who I was, who I was talking about when I talked about it. Ooh. But. I mean, he made me, made us keep a sketchbook, right? And he would have you draw yourself and someone else, mostly nude, um, in like me- very measured sort of like scientific way for anatomy. Okay. And then the next assignment would be um, now take yourself and that other person that you drew and draw them a hundred years old. So show how like you have to study how people age and then apply it 
to that now. And then he was like, and then also the next assignment was, okay, now add 200 pounds to that person. Wow. And so like, yeah. And so not only did we have all these like anatomy assignments or whatever, but he kind of taught you to think beyond, like you had to study what you saw so that when you went to go make a change or or do something from your mind, you, you had studied enough references to draw something realistically. That's insane. Yeah. So, so my education at SCAD was incredible, and I wouldn't change it for a thing. Yes. Obviously, and I've heard that SCAD is very difficult. I, most art schools are. Yeah. You know, I went a to good, yeah. a liberal arts school in Greensboro, and I've heard yeah. nightmare stories about that, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably should be a little bit difficult. I mean, you want to be challenged, right? Yeah, no? like, I wanted to learn. And so, I, I mean, I learned a lot in that class. Um and others, you know, and so um, I also minored in drawing and minored in art history because I had come in with some credits from high school. Oh, dope. So, like, I was in it. Yeah. Like, eyeballs deep, you know? You're like, boom, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, like, loved that. The illustration department was great. I felt like, but I felt like, the, you know, they explained illustration, the difference between illustration and fine art as illustration is for a purpose it's for communication it's okay. meant to be published you're, you're expressing someone else's idea more often than not okay um unless you're illustrating your own children's book or something like that right and i fell in love with editorial illustration i thought i was going to be an editorial illustrator doing stuff for like the new yorker you're, that was oh, like the dream yes dude um, so cool yeah i was like up into that um and you know i really I really liked how that made my brain work, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and probably communicating these ideas. It was a good challenge, but I did miss doing stuff for myself. Yeah. And there was this big, big push to have a style. And as someone with ADHD, like I struggled with having yeah. a consistent style because every time I got an assignment, my brain would just magically go to some other way to, to do it. Or, you know, we were yeah. doing these techniques classes and I would learn a new technique and I'd be like, well, now that's how I want to work forever. It, yeah. You know? And so I was, it was, I really didn't settle into painting. Um, although I did always want to work traditionally and not digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really settle into painting until more recently. Um, really? I did go to grad school. That's a whole nother conversation for a different day. Okay. But, different day, different day. <laughs> um, but I, I did explore painting there and I did love it, but I thought that it was, I thought I wasn't good at it. Really? And so I kind of, yeah, I had a kind of traumatic grad school experience, okay. not we'll, a SCAD. Um, we'll leave that out of it then. But I did learn from it. You know, I was burnt out uh, at the time. I was like, I did do, so I went to SCAD, graduated, went straight into grad school, was doing that online full time and working full time. Mm. So I got my first job as a production artist for a t-shirt company that most people might know. It's called Custom Ink. They do t-shirts oh, online. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. I started there and I quickly moved into um, being one of six graphic illustrators at the company that was doing like custom artwork for that online yes. apparel company. Wow. So I got, it was kind of like, I imagine it's kind of like, tattoo artist where you get a lot of different subject matter mm-hmm. all the time and you're drawing every single day so yeah. i was i was a full-time illustrator getting paid like living the dream i was working digitally which i didn't love but it was yeah. you know was to pay the bills um and then i was trying to do grad school at the same time and i was just i was creatively tapped i can't imagine and so um you know that ended and um I didn't, I just really didn't know what I wanted to do. I still didn't have a style Mm. after all that work. I just felt lost. And, 
So for a good five years, I didn't really paint or draw. So you kind of just put I kind of stepped away. I mean, okay. I was a paint night instructor at Muse Paint Bar. Like I, I yeah. still did some art, but it wasn't mine, and it wasn't. It didn't feel like I was going anywhere forward with it. Right. You know. Right. 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 Like the skills were still there, but I just, I didn't know what I wanted to say. Interesting. I, with, okay. With art. So when it goes, because I mean, you say you you were kind of pressured to have a style. Mm-hmm. Did the professors ever say why? Yeah. Uh, in illustration, it's better for you to have a specific style so that when art directors hire you, they know what they're going to get. They know kind of what the end result's going to be. Okay. So, so, it's, so it's not, let me cut you off there. So it's not, it's frowned upon for you to have different varieties of work to show yeah, a exactly. client. Exactly. Because, okay. because, you know, like if you're, especially like editorial, like they have quick turnaround times, mm, right? Yeah. So they're going to call you up and within 24 to 48 hours, they're going to want, um a you know whatever they had and they have to get it into print and all that so it it, you know they don't have time to like go through a lot of changes with you so they hire people that they know they're kind of guaranteed to get a good result with and and that happens by having a kind of consistent style i understood the why i just couldn't i couldn't do it i couldn't like get i didn't have a way of working that really felt like it fit me okay yeah i understand that and that's why the illustration job at Custom Ink worked well because everyone, all they all wanted different styles and different vibes, exactly. and so I kind of got to do what I wanted to do and explore all these different things, anyways. Um. Anyway, so but then I transitioned out of illustration and into UX design for the day job to make more money. Okay. And um, at some point I started getting really into sneaker painting. I saw that. I really enjoyed that. Mm. Um, but I, I, I was having a hard time carving out work with that like hour and a half commute. And so when COVID happened, uh, we moved here. Okay, and from things, D.C. You were in D.C. DC yeah, we were in D.C. Okay. this whole time. And then um, moved back here. And, you know, things are slower here. And I didn't have an hour and a half commute every day. Dude. Yeah. Were you driving into the city? I was driving from Fairfax to Bethesda, so actually, actually driving around the city from Virginia to Maryland, oh, and there was only God. one road you could do that on, and if that oh. road was blocked up, you were just mad. Yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. Mm-hmm. I've heard nightmare stories about that, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of friends in that area as well. It's like, the commute is awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, like one, it was an hour and a half each way, so it was like three hours of my day, just poof, gone, Insane. you know? And so... Uh, I mean, other things were going on. I got married, had a wedding, all that, and yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, But then, you know, we got here, and we were settled, and I started feeling creative again. I started meeting a couple of creative people, you know, and um, really wanting to do art again. So, um, actually, Mac had um, a trauma-informed life drawing session at Cedar House. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, I went and I had the best time. I was, you know, doing what I liked again, figure drawing. And um, and I was like, are there any other studios here like available? I just kind of asked. And she's like, actually, maybe like talk to Sam. And so like I went and talked yeah. and there was one available. And I went and saw it, and then I went home to my wife, and I was like, please, 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 uh, can we afford this? I would really like to do this. Um, and at that point, I had already started my project. Yes. My painting project, but I didn't have enough space at home to yes. really make progress. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Are and they 
because there's really large. Yeah, pieces. I really wanted to work big. Yeah. And we had this really narrow, tiny, steep staircase that didn't really allow. And like I had a right, you know, a, a 90 degree angle turn. And I couldn't get big canvases up there. And I still don't know how to make my own canvases yet. Not yet. Um, not yet, but I will. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, and I needed more space. Because that room that I was working in was the guest room and my office for work and my studio at the same oh, time. Oh, God, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. getting that studio really unlocked a lot of the potential for me to really explore who I was as an artist. Wow. Mm. I love that. So you're able to get the space. It's Got crazy space. how the spaces will change. It can change your life. Everything. Everything. It's outside of your house. Mm-hmm. Somewhere you can have this your own. And I can make a mess and not have to clean it up immediately after making that mess and it won't bother my wife. That's dang right. <laughs> so I'm sure your wife is probably like, great. Yeah. She's like, go for it, honey. Take it. Mm-hmm. Go. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. You know, I kind of like that you kind of admitted you took a break oh i did i mean i i I was so traumatized by grad school and then you know burnt out from working full-time and Mm -hmm. doing grad school full-time like i think i I just was so creatively drained yeah and then all the pressure to have a style Mm. it just made everything worse and so i just kind of stopped yeah i mean i shouldn't say that i stopped i stopped trying to figure out my own art. I was still doing freelance illustration and graphic design. I was still doing my day job. I was still doing yeah. creative things, but just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Look, I think, and I think most people listening to this who are creatives is who are kind of struggle with taking a break. You got it. You know, you got to do it. If You're your body is, you your body is telling you to do it, mm-hmm. it's time. It was time. You know, maybe find something else you can dig into and mm-hmm. just... And just let let it rest. Yep. <laughs> and then it sparked back up. We moved back down here. Less chaos. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it yes. came back to you doing sneakers mm-hmm. and this project and all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, um, finding the mission, like finding the project that I wanted to work on was crucial for me. Yeah. I needed something to say with art. Yeah. I didn't, up to that point, I didn't mm-hmm. really know what I wanted to say. And... Um, Actually, the experience of moving here and my experience with the queer community here was actually what kind of inspired the whole project. Oh, I love it. Um, you know, Tasha and I were trying to make friends in... Tasha's my wife. Um, shout out, Tasha. Shout out. Um, and we were, you know, we were trying to make friends and the people we gravitated towards just happened to also be queer. You know, we'd have that moment, like the eye contact moment in a, you know, in a coffee shop or in a place and then somehow we start talking. <laughs> and yeah. it was like, are you? He's like, yes, yeah. And so we, um, we had this really just, we have this really great group of friends and we were sitting there at, um, Katie and Tiffany's house one day and, um, we were just like watching a movie in our PJs or something. Mm -hmm. And I just had this like immense feeling of just like love and adoration and comfort and safety. And I was like, man, it's so cool to just be able to make friends like this and just kind of feel at home, Yeah, you know? And... And then I was like, there's something to this, like, this special, unique part of a queer relationship, whether it's platonic or romantic, that is this shared experience, you know? Um, spoiler alert, but like, you know, the the thread that, of love that binds the queer community together. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. And, and so I got the idea for this project and... 
you know, put out a call for models and people responded. It was, oh, it was cool. So cool. Like I put it on Instagram I put up flyers around town. Yeah. People reposted, people responded. And, um, so these, you know, different groups of different types of relationships of all different shapes and sizes. And, you know, people were just so lovely about it. And I wanted to tell their stories. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And then it kind of, you know, as I was thinking about the project, cause I do a lot of thinking, uh, when it comes to this stuff, there's a like a need for visibility right now with our community you know there's like a people think that we're so far along in 2023 you know and that like society generally accepts us all but i I would say no to that right especially here in the south Mm. like and people don't realize that there are a lot of places that my wife and i do not hold hands do not call each other babe for fear and safety. Yes, we're in deep south. Right. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm from the south, even though I've lived in other places. My parents are both from the south. So, like, it is ingrained in me to know. And mm, what you no. hear a lot is, I don't care what you do behind closed doors, but I don't want to see, see it. See it. Yep. I've heard that right? from my family and just people I've been around. I've ever seen right. that and so many times. And so I think that there's this, still this work to be done to, you know, in order to push people forward and push people past that, they just have to get used to seeing it. See? We can't be hi- We can't hide. Yeah. You know, and so if we are, have the privilege and the ability to be out and proud and are making that choice, like, I want to document that. Yeah. I want to document those people that are able to do that so that it encourages other people to yeah. be their authentic selves and, and, like, live their life. And I think it's so needed in fine art, in the fine art world, too, to, to continue to document our existence. Um, which sounds so serious and it's so funny because the actual, <laughs> the actual work itself is somewhat serious, but it also isn't. Yeah. It's kind of campy. Yeah. It's colorful. I wanted it to represent the joy oh. of our community, not the trauma. Yeah. So even though the, the root of the mission is coming from this kind of hard place of like wanting to achieve visibility, yeah. the work itself I think is more reflective of the joy and the adoration of those relationships and trying to document them. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, wow. That's and of course you use your adoration. You know, yeah. Even before you even talk, probably you guys was what the idea came from. Was adoration mm-hmm. came from. Yeah. The thing. That's really neat. Yeah. I like that. So I'm curious. So obviously you saw a need for this to be seen in public eye. You didn't see a lot of it around you. So as far as inspiration, I guess it all came from within and the people uh, around you. Did you. Did anyone else you know? Yeah, there are other artists, you know, like that I have like either worked with or seen, you know, like Tatiana does queer art as well. Yes, and, um, you know, like other famous artists like, you know, Candy Wiley. Mm. Um, if you mm. don't know who that is, that's the artist that did Barack Obama's presidential portrait. Insane. Um, it's insane. insane. Yeah. Um, you know, there are many, many others that have come before me and done work like this. Mm-hmm. It's not that I think it's particularly unique, but I think that we need more of it. Yeah. There is not enough to catch us up, right? Like I want this type of art to be hanging in a hotel lobby yes. where it is visible, yeah. not just, you know, hidden away in someone's bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, yeah. It's, it's intimacy and love is not, and shouldn't be taboo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And actually I was, I was talking to, um, one of the reporters um, here in Savannah and he was talking to me about it and he's like, you know, I was looking at the work you sent me. It's a, it's a picture of hands. It's, it's called loving hands. Hand, okay. loving hands. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and he was like, as a straight white dude, like 
I saw that and I wouldn't know that it was queer mm-hmm. per se, right? And he's like, I just saw this moment and this just such beautifully drawn hands and and this intimate moment and and I would it resonated with me. And I'm sure that people might show up to your show thinking the same thing and then see something else that is more queer, mm. you know? And I was like, yeah, but you know, even the, the act of holding hands is radical still in some parts of the South, in some places, oh, right? And so okay. like, I, I think <laughs> it's it's funny, just by looking, you might not know, but it's still meaningful to capture that, I think. Yeah. It's funny you say that about, it's not funny, but it's you you mentioned earlier like holding hands in some areas is you know yeah it's like it's kind of forbidden mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. it goes not but like internally it's like no we shouldn't be doing this it's taboo it's you know, people are uncomfortable yeah. with it whatever but then you know he's seeing that it's like oh this is great it's just like well mm-hmm. to you yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we can't mm-hmm. do this anywhere or we don't or everywhere we don't feel comfortable doing this everywhere right. and, and that's a problem and it's not equal amongst the the queer community either right I, I think that certain um, members of the queer community are receiving more hate right now, mm. you know, trans members, trans, non-binary yep. members. And so yeah. um, I'm really, really happy to say that there are a lot of um, trans and non-binary people in this project yes. um, that we can also highlight because Love it's it. just really important to lift each other up in this time where, you know, laws are being passed and, mm. and you know, and if things feel like they're sliding backwards, like we have to kind of push forward with every ounce of momentum we can. Yeah. You yeah. know? Absolutely. So. Ah! Yes, we get so excited. I know. <laughs> so I'm curious, and people want to know kind of the behind the scenes of like obviously got people wanting to do the the project. Mm-hmm. Um, so how were you able to, you know, oh, make it process. all work? Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. The process of doing and getting models in and making yeah, the time and doing so, all that. So tell us about that. So I just did it all at once. You know, I put out this call for models with a QR code and a poster and Instagram post, mm-hmm. and then. They had to fill out a Google form, so I knew that they were serious about doing the project. Yeah. Um, I pay my models. I offer $50 an hour. Usually the awesome. sessions are only about an hour, yeah. so $50 per person in the project um, to make sure that they're, they're compensated for their time. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them rejected it and just asked for a print when things are all said and done. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, some people took it, and that's totally fine. Like, I want to pay people, but yeah. also it was just really sweet. Um, people just really wanted to be part of the project. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and so... Um, they, I gave them the option of, you know, we can meet, you can meet at my house. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, we can meet at Forsyth Park. You pick whatever works for you. Um, so a lot of them opted to go to my house, but there were some that opted for Forsyth Park. And so we, I just set up a date and a time and we spent about an hour and we do a little photo session, which I'm sure you're used to. Um, but it it was a little different. I didn't try to pose them too much. Um, I spent a lot of time talking to them and asking them to, tell me about yourselves, tell me how you met, you know, kind of like all those questions, just get them talking I about like their, their love and their adoration and like mm-hmm. why they wanted to be part of this project. And um, I really, you know, I went back and forth on if I should in like record them speaking, okay. but they already were so nervous just taking photos. Yeah. And I, I was like, that. I didn't want to add any more pressure of like having a recording, but I think I would, moving forward, I think I would like to record just yeah, so that, cool. because actually those conversations really inspired which photos I use the some of the titles of the pieces are quotes from those conversations and so that I remember very clearly and so um you know that part of the process I think might evolve into recording if they're comfortable with it Um, I I might actually like in the future post the 
the artwork and then have a QR code so people can listen to them talk about their own story. So I do want to evolve the project. I didn't do that this first time around, but I think I have plans. I have lots of future plans. It's an ongoing project. Mm -hmm, So this is going forever. Yeah. This has been going on. Like I've had these photos for uh, over like about a year and a half now. And I've been sketching and drawing. And I I think there's going to be a part of the show that is like process related. Yes. That shows some of the photos and some of the works in progress because I'm not done. Yeah. And it's still going. Yeah. And I want people to know that I'm going to have another option for people to sign up if they want to be part of the project like really the the point of the show is to keep the project alive to keep it going get more people to see what it's all about Mm -hmm. and then hopefully join because i want to keep doing this over and over um and the you know the beautiful part about it is i think i have a style right now okay but it might change but i think that the subject matter won't i love that i think like i might evolve the style and how i'm telling the story but the story will still be the root of the project, always. Right, right. I mean, a story is just showing... The relationship. Queer. Yeah, the relationship. Mm-hmm. Is just, and so I'm, I'm curious. So this is also people who aren't necessarily romantically, romantically together. It's also platonic yeah, friends. Yeah, we have some platonic friends. And, I love that. Um, you know, I think that's important, too. Because when I was feeling, you know, the adoration and the love... Yes, I was with my wife, but I was also, we were surrounded by our friends and we just yeah. felt safe and happy and just adore these people, right? And it's not just about love. I think there's more to the queer community than just the romantic relationships. Oh, it's for also sure. the friendships. Yeah, I think people kind of overlook the friendships sometimes. They do. How beautiful that is as well. Yeah, and, and how important they are in your life and in your ability to be out and proud too, right? Because sometimes yeah. there's sort of safety in numbers and, and, and just feeling validated when something happens or, or doesn't, you know, and um, I just wanted to capture all of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's in the show, you mentioned mm-hmm. photographs. Mm-hmm. Is it photographs and illustrations or are they just illustrations? So they're big paintings. paintings. I, I've I mean, switched I mean from illustrations to fine art as much as I can. Okay. It might have some illustrative elements mm-hmm. um, and kind of feel somewhat narrative. Um, but it is, I'm not including the photographs like next to the art, like the art itself is the project, but I think I want to have part of the exhibit show some of the process so that people know what to expect from the project. Know that like, I do take ref, I do take reference photos and these photos lead to the artwork. Um, that's what I was getting at. I would love to do live sessions. And actually have people sit for me. Um, yeah, that's what I thought you meant at first. If that they were uh, yeah, sitting for you. I, I didn't want. I, I think um, I might do both. I think I should still take some reference images. Yeah. But I would love to do some like some sketches live um, for the for the future state of the project. That'd be freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Could you host that in your studio? I definitely could. Yeah, Sam would be totally open to that. I think that would be really badass. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Yeah, well, oh you're welcome. Uh, if I get some sessions and people want to, um, um, are okay with having others around, like, we yeah. can definitely do a collab. Yeah, if you were going to do like a photo collab, uh, mm-hmm. let me know. I'm, I'm down. literally down the street. Yeah, I am so down. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, and that's so cool that you also use photos and reference and all that stuff like that. It's really mm-hmm. awesome. Do you think you would ever do, of course, me being a visual artist, mm-hmm. like, like a going to a show of yours one day and like have like a documentary type thing up where like you have a video playing. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm, um, 
I'm blanking on the project name, but there's a, a couple photographers are here that I think are doing something similar where they're traveling around and meeting people and documenting their Dope. stories. Um, and so I'd, I'd love to connect with them, but you know, there's, I still want to make the art and I still want the art to be the focus. So I have to figure out what that, what that looks like, but I do want the project to evolve. So I'm open to, you know, having like having some collaborations, maybe other people, maybe other artists want to join this project. Like, I don't yeah. know, like I'm open to doing it at whatever it takes to move the mission forward of, of documenting our lives and, um, adding more visibility in fine art in whatever way that means. Yeah, whatever that means. I like whatever that. Whatever way that means. I love to see your stuff one day in like the big ass scam museum or something one day. You, you know, know that would saying? be awesome. Like I, I am, you know, people have a lot of different motivations for yeah. why they are doing their art. Yeah. And for me, I, I just want there to be more of this art in the world. Yeah, to see right? it somewhere, anywhere. See it somewhere, anywhere, everywhere. Plash I want it to be everywhere. Building out in public, yes, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Yeah. I love, that's why I love seeing outside installations. Right, I know. I And I, you know what? I do love murals. And so maybe one day I'll be brave enough to do something like this on a, as a mural. But for yeah. now, <laughs> like I'm starting with the biggest canvases that I can find. Dang right. Um, and doing it that way. But yeah, um, I, I, I want to see this project grow. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I've only really seen the poster with unrecognized Tatiana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny when I was all that was, was like, that looks like, yeah. but I don't know if it's Tatiana or not. And she has different hair now. <laughs> exactly. Lots of the glasses and the facial yeah, structure. I was uh-huh. like, that is very mm-hmm. close resemblance to that. Mm-hmm. And y'all found out y'all are really good friends mm-hmm. and y'all used to live to beside each other with each other. Yeah, we used to, um, they used to live next to us. Next to and, yes. um, But they just bought a house. Yes. for them. Snaps. Too lit. Yeah. Yes. So the show will be this Saturday. This Saturday from at, 6 to 9 six to at nine, Cedar House. Cedar I'll be House. doing an artist talk at 7.30. 7.30 artist talk. And then on Sunday, if you can't make it Saturday, on Sunday I'm hoping to be there from 1 to 5 for okay. some additional hours, yes. gallery hours. So Absolutely. Come, please come by. And it's, I guess Cedar shows, it comes down Sunday. I have to take, I'll probably take it down Monday and Tuesday. Okay. Okay. You know. It's all good. We're gonna make sure people hear this tomorrow and yes. get it up and get this up oh, ASAP. You're, so, you're doing this so oh, fast. Yeah, I appreciate no. you. It takes no time for me to do this. I don't mind doing this at all. And I'm uh happy we were able to squeeze it in before the show. Heck yeah. 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 <laughs> I was gonna make it work regardless. I'm you like, we're gonna get this incredible. No, I'm flexible as as I can be. You're you know? awesome. Um, but thank you for doing this. And just yeah. I wanna know your future goals. Like what do you wanna do in the future? Do you wanna eventually be a full time artist, like, you know, and later in life? Or? Yeah, I do. Um <laughs> I actually recently went on a trip to Spain with my wife. Oh. I know. And we were, you know, we were going through these museums and I was seeing artists work, you know, their whole life's work. Um, and all of the exploration, all the iteration. And, and I looked around and I was like, I'm never going to get to this point. I'm never going to figure out who I am as an artist if I don't dedicate all of my time. All of time. Yeah. Um, so I am very, very uh, motivated to make this happen um, in the future. I don't know yes. how it's going to happen, um, but I'm going to figure that out after the show. I That's... just want to, I want to learn. I want to get the word out. Yeah. Um, and keep, kind of go from there. Yeah. And you'll come back on the show and we'll talk yes. about your life. You'll be <laughs> yes. in Spain. I'll be oh my like, gosh. Jess, well, what would... happened? <laughs> I'm would... in Spain. <laughs> I would like to take the project global. Yeah. You can. I, I really, I wanted to start here 
I want it. I think starting in the South is a good place to do this. Hell yeah. Right? Yeah. But I, I would like to travel and meet other people who want to be part of the project and, and, and you know, get the art as far and wide yeah. right, as it can. That's the beauty of it now is that with technology, you know, you can mm-hmm. shoot this out everywhere. Mm-hmm. This is is so great. You know, you mentioned obviously you get into this in 07, like kind of before <laughs> yeah. Instagram was before a thing. Before Instagram was a thing. <laughs> but it's just like, honestly, it's crazy how many opportunities you can get now as opposed to work. I know. Someone has seen it and be like, yo, I need that's I need I know. you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. This is crazy. So mm-hmm. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So yes, Saturday, guys. Um, I should be there to tell the end of it. Awesome. I make sure awesome. I get, uh, Kenzie, I need to go. Yeah. Um, if not, uh, you said Sunday from 1 to 4, too. So. 1 to 5. Yeah. 1 to 5. 1 yeah, to 5 Sunday. So. Um, but yeah, Cedar House. But we have a flyer. You're a flyer. Just send me a flyer. Mm-hmm. And we'll get it all up. Um, but yo, thank you for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And give us your socials while we're here. Oh, um, at relics underscore art. Uh, relics with a Z. Yes. Because I'm a, like... 2000s baby let's go oh yes l-i-c-z underscore art (laughs) (laughs) we'll link all that and we got an outro question so let's ask do that and then we'll we'll mosey out describe a turning point in your life now now is the turning point it's now this show this (laughs) This show show. is my turning point i hope see (laughs) these questions are on point yo (laughs) i'm telling you mom was in march moving here yeah. Like literally, mine was literally oh, March yeah. moving here. I had no idea why. Yeah. What I was gonna do here. I and love that. It makes sense. I freaking love that. Yes, that's right. So yeah. shout out to everyone listening to this, and shout out to freaking Jazz. Thank we're you. We're rooting for. We're all rooting for you, and um, we're out of here, my friends. So right. peace, guys. Come to the show if you're in Savannah. If not, there was a photographer taking photos, so we'll yeah. see photos afterwards and everything. Absolutely. Um, but we're out of here. Later. Thanks. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smoke sniggles. Whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.